What up, what up, Real Fans Podcast. Back at it again. Another week in sports. It's going to be, uh, that's Julian right there. He's doing a finger gun. Pow, pow, pow. That's Jojo right there. What's up to the people, Jojo? What's going on? What's good? Episode 48. We got another one. Was another, another week of sports, a lot of action going on. Mainly, we're talking about what football, basketball, a little baseball action here and there. A lot going on. South Florida sports. We were just chatting before we started the episode. Damn, yo, isn't it a good time? It South Florida sports. South Florida sports. A, a good, week, a good time being South Florida. It, it's back. It, wow. It's 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 back, man. All right. I mean, for, the, uh, number one seed and everything, but it doesn't have that LeBron feel, right, Gabe? Nah, nah, I don't have that. It's not the same. It's not the same. See, not LeBron, same. every every game felt like a playoff game. The regular season felt like a playoff game. Literally every game. So it don't feel the same. But, you know, we're still excited. Like I said, uh, we'll probably, uh, we're talking NBA, uh, getting to our predictions and stuff. But let's start with NFL because NFL never stopped making news, even though they haven't played a game in months. Never stop. Um, uh, the first thing we want to talk about this week is uh, USL, USFL kicked off this week. And uh, we're going to yeah. start to see, get your thoughts on USFL. Uh, Julian, uh, how do you feel about this league? So, uh, did anybody else bro. like? Did anybody else see the the like peep peep any of the games? I caught a little bit of it. Nah. Like I, I, I just wanted to check it out just to see what's going on. First things first, a couple really cool things I didn't notice. They're heavy on the drone, which is kind of cool. So, like the like as the plays are calling, they have the drones yeah. in. Um, they also had. Um, you can hear the plays being called, the coach's headset to the quarterback's mic is all linked up, so you can hear the play call to the quarterback's headset, and you can hear the quarterback say the call to in the huddle, which is pretty cool. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, they uh, they do some plays with the drone behind the game. So instead of like that top-down like look from the side, they had a, some every now and then they would do an angle from like behind the quarterback, so you can kind of see it from a quarterback's vision. It was pretty cool. Um, what else do they do? You know, it'd be pretty um, funny if the quarterback yeah. just airmails the ball and just knock down a drone in the middle of the game. <laughs> Dude, they do it for the the punter too. And I was hearing somebody. I saw. I think online it was like, man, could you imagine trying to fucking punt with this thing <laughs> just <laughs> like so fucking cool. right behind you? <laughs> um, another really cool one. They put cameras on the helmets, so like when certain replays, like on the running back, you can see it from a first person point of view. On oh, the so helmet, they're, they're really trying to get like the fans engaged, trying to be like a little bit of like, to, yeah, that's pretty innovative. Cool, yeah, give you a little more insight, a yeah. little feel for it. Yeah, and I think you kind of have to if you're going to compete with the NFL. And I mean, it, it was it was pretty cool to see football again, but then the harsh reality set in, and what well, she got the quality of play is not the same. The quality was bad. Uh, there we go. I, I already it, knew where you're gonna say that. Look on your face. I already. It was you like it was. I was pretty high standards, guys. I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> you ever see like some of those like you know those some of those Thursday night football games? They're just kind of this like or like those games is that of the week? They're just like just just bad games or just like, like the, the worst bowl. teams you of have, the league. You have the worst. Yeah, the shit bowls. The shit yeah. Bowl. Uh, so imagine <laughs> that. But even worse, <laughs> just like Julian was excited the, until until the quarterback had to actually throw the ball, and he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this ain't." Yeah, I, I, yeah, and it kind of gave me that college feel almost. And here's one thing: this is the first, it's the first week ever. These yeah. guys are playing for the first time together 
ever. This is the first time we're kind of, they're getting a feel of things, understanding the flow of play and everything with the different rule sets and everything. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because I will say when the XFL started to kind of like last year, no, two years ago when the XFL started, the first week was kind of rough, but after the year, the weeks went on, like it, you kind of started to get into its own rhythm. And I think maybe this is just kind of the same idea. The one hard part I will say is like, man, the, it's the quarterback play. It's like you don't realize how important the game is if you don't have a good quarterback yeah. and how exciting a game can be without a good quarterback. I mean, shit, we already see it in the NFL. How many good quarterbacks or entertaining quarterbacks there is in, that there is even to watch right now? Like, what, 10? Like, the NFL's already struggling to get 32 of those guys. Yeah. Now you're going to have to have another league that's going to need that as well. And then next year when the XFL comes out and you have three football leagues going on, it's uh, if they can figure out a way to get the, the quarterback situation um, going, like maybe just maybe with this new era of uh, football where like yeah. it's becoming a more passing game, you're probably as the years and decades go on, you're going to start probably seeing – more quality quarterbacks who can throw the football. What if but, you see? What if you see more athletic quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson's and these type of leagues? Like those are the exciting players. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. viewership. That's kind of yeah. We love there traditional was, quarterbacks, but the people who really get the attention is that you have a really strong arm, or are you just super athletic. Those are the guys that get the attention. The standard QBs we have in the NFL, and we know they're really good, like the Matt Staffords. You know what I mean? Guys that stay in the pocket, just have a good arm. They're they're not really like media quarterbacks. Um, so you, do you think that's what they need in like the XFL? Um, yeah. no, I think it, well, you just need quality. I mean, I think it's just what it is. I think there was a guy out there um, who was like, man, he was running all over the field, super athletic, but fuck, man, he cannot throw that ball. Like, and the, you know, at the end of the day, it's a position where you need to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, and if you can't throw it, it's if it's third and 15, like you can't very rarely does a run work. Michael like, Vick it and just, just yeah. go all the way. And there's only, and there's only so many of those guys on the planet that play yeah. football. So, you know, like it, it, it's tough, but you know, it is something though. It's it's something to watch. There's some football out there, and I think hopefully as the season goes on, like they kind of get the feel of everything. And I also think it's great for like these smaller cities, like Birmingham and like uh, Middle of New Jersey, and like some of these other cities to have some football to root for. You know, because if you don't have like that, an NFL team, so that's kind of like I don't know. But- that's one of the weirdest things about the league is because all these cities are being represented. You're talking about New Jersey and Houston, all these all these cities are being represented, but it's only being played in Alabama. So like it's only being played in one spot. So yeah, they that say, is oh. weird, but I think that's for financial reasons. Yeah, obviously. I was actually yeah. yeah, I was just watching I was not watching, I was just uh I was just reading something about how much they make. And uh, I think the average player makes forty five K a year with the potential to make seventy after like incentives and stuff. So, I mean, they, I think they spend about a million dollars on or a million and a half dollars on like a full roster and then like a hundred K on practice squad players. I mean, they picked a a hell of a time to uh, play football in the middle of NBA playoffs, NHL. We're about to start the playoffs. Too much going on. I I don't think baseball started brand new. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say though sports like that. I think it's a different consumer though. I feel like you're getting a different 
I don't think you're really appealing to basketball players, basketball people. Like uh, that's my thought process. And it's also you don't want to go at the same time in the NFL. That's your direct oh, you competition. Absolutely you, not. And that's why I, I was thinking this, this whole time. In like, summer, right, it's interesting they did it in the summer because you're not going to. Yeah, I mean, if you guys ever watched like or know about like the Canadian Football League or like the um, the Arena Football League, that was always during the summer because you got to think like during those summer, once even especially when basketball passes and hockey, it gets really dry. Like all there is 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 baseball pretty much. And like you see, like in the middle of July, Sports Center top ten is just nothing but people catching fly balls. It, it gets really dry, so it's like it. it there's only um, I think it's the best time to kind of like attack. I mean, it's kind of the same reason why uh, MLS, for example, does a summer schedule. One because of the winter, but also because you're not competing directly with the NFL because it's hard to compete with the the, the NFL. I mean, even the basket, even basketball doesn't necessarily. Think about it. Basketball, basketball doesn't really pick up till NFL season's over, for the most part. Like, uh, I mean, give or take, yes or no. But NFL is only like you have like your big Christmas Day, week, and then there's a lot of games in between that people actually watch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. Yeah, like in between, but like you're not like be- I'm sure if you look at like the ratings like chart, you don't really see anything start like really ramping up until like All Star break. I'm sure like after Super Bowl and everything. This gotta be NBA, excellent. That's probably for- the NBA's hot spot. For gamblers, like this is the only thing like I can think of. Like it's got to be good for gamblers, people who want to bet on something. They got, they got money, they want to bet on Yo, something. I guess we, we should get on that. Let's start betting on some of these random. <laughs> but I will say, I'm glad that there's another avenue for people who want to continue to live that yeah. dream of playing football. I'm I glad agree. they can do that. I agree because that's not same, same thing with minor league. Same thing with minor league baseball. Like, you know, you might not ever make the majors. You might be a minor league player your whole life. But you know what? You're able to live out your dream playing a sport you love and make a living out of it. It may not have been a great living, but, yeah, you gave it a shot. One-stop shop to the NFL is nearly impossible. And even to stay there, like, once you get drafted or anything like that. It's hard, dude. Yeah, yeah, with your backup, like, honestly, it's it's about time. There was – Yeah, the only thing you really had was arena and – Canadian football league. Yeah, but Arena doesn't even compare to be honest. It's not yeah. I would Canada was a little Canada's a little bit of a bigger league, I will say. Yeah, but then how many people bigger. actually want to go move to Canada just to play football? Yeah. No offense. I'm just <laughs> like in general. Like, want, I mean, if you yeah. want if you want to continue to play you're football. From LA, you're Miami, you're you know, you're from New York, these major cities, but you know, you now you gotta but move to Canada. If you want to live your dream and you're gonna get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year to play Canadian football, I don't see a lot of people turning that down. I hey, would listen, say. Kawhi didn't even want to stay in Toronto, and he won a championship there. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Canada sucks, according to JoJo. No, 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 no. He's in Buffalo. Canadians. It's cold. It's cold. He's right there in Buffalo. That's so far. It's almost Canada. I mean, that's why they have to play in the summer. They can't play in the winters. You imagine, cold, like, man. December like, games in Canada? It's, it's brutal, <laughs> bro. Like, like, you want to be there in the winter playing <laughs> Anyways, we transitioned to uh, other news. Today came out today. Uh, I forget who reported on it. I think I saw it was. Uh, uh, it wasn't, I think it it's wasn't a re- Ian Rappaport rap sheet. Ian Rappaport. All right, so I Ian Rappaport's so. today. We're recording here on a Wednesday. Ian Rappaport just came out just today. Brand new, fresh out the oven. Uh, Depot Samuel says he does not want to return with the team. So, mm, he said he wants officially out. requested he wants to be a trade. Mm. Uh, he, I don't know if he requested a trade, but he's he's saying he's he, no. he wants out. Of he. He's officially requested a prop, like a, he's officially requested a trade. 
And also saw that he doesn't want to give any reason behind it, Debo Samuel. So uh, I read on Julian. Yeah. Julian, I'll start with you. Uh, how do you feel about Debo Samuel? I mean, what is this a sign of? Why does Debo want to leave? Uh, this is out. Like this to me kind of came out of nowhere until like last last week is when you started to hear something of it. But like before last week, I mean, who would have thought he was going anywhere? Um, this is clearly contractual issues, right? I mean, like what else? Or I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's no way of knowing either like he felt disrespected and he just wants to leave or maybe like contract issues. I mean, who knows? Who knows what it could be? I will say, considering the type of player he is, he is he is a great player, but I think he fits a certain type of role for a certain type of team. I don't think he's necessarily a guy you could plug and play anywhere, or if you're going to get him, you have to put him in a situation that fits for him. Like San Francisco was such a great fit for him because San Francisco has probably the best offensive line in the league, so he was great at running the ball because of that. He has great contact balance, and... um he was great in like bubble screens and things like that where receivers knew how to block on that team. That team was a blocking team. They just knew how to block and they just gave Debo the ball and he just he ran with it. So if you put him on a team where they don't have receivers who can block, the offensive line is shaky, I don't know how necessarily good he will be because his route running is kind of – it's all right. It's not bad. It's not great. But I think it takes a specific team for him to fit. I don't, And I think he might even know that too. Hmm. Wow. Jojo, any thoughts on Debo Samuel do you have? Any, any analysis? Well, uh, starting with San Francisco, um, yeah, their season's over. Sefi's gone. <laughs> uh, they're starting You're from talking about Jimmy G's going to take it to the promised land. Listen, no, 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 no. I mean, it could be a few things, right? I mean, Julian, you know, kind of made a point. It could be contractual issues or it could be the NFL is becoming the new NBA and these guys don't want to waste their prime and they want to be on a winning or championship team. So who knows? Uh, maybe he just – Heartbreaking loss in the playoffs, and he decided to move on to to some to go somewhere else. It could be anything. I mean, a team that went to the NFC Championship twice in three years, like uh, I mean, that's I mean, a pretty good winning team. I mean, so, so I, here's I, a again, good. I, I don't know his expectations. Uh, it could it could be anything. A, a lot, of, especially now, because it kind of ties in with the Dolphins. A lot of you know, with Mike McDaniel leaving, you know, I sorry, I had to bring it in back into my <laughs> Mike McDaniel <laughs> yeah, leaving. Was, Mike McDaniel's been hiring a lot of staff. Uh, uh, from the 49ers, a lot of ex-players. We have uh, Mozart on our team. Um, uh, I think this Debo Samuel, he, he's an excellent play. He's a playmaker, bro. He, he, he is an X-factor. I believe that he's good running the ball. You, you, you just give him the ball. Put the ball in his hand, and he's going to make shit happen. Yeah. He's a great runner. Uh, I think he's a good receiver. I don't know about the extent of his, uh, his uh, route running, but, I mean, the guy yards have to catch. I mean, the guy's explosive. So Yeah, his and, contact know, balance is amazing. Yeah. He, he's 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 the upcoming star. We haven't seen the prime of Debo Samuel, but he he's a rising star in this league. Um, and the fact that you know I see a mass exodus, they're going to bring back Jimmy G again for another year. That's what it seems like. And they have Trey Lance in the wings, which they haven't you know pulled the trigger on Trey Lance. So um, I see a lot of exodus out of San Francisco, and this is probably just him like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to have a good year. You know, maybe maybe he's fighting. Maybe he thinks he's he's playing above his contract and he, and he wants a you know a better deal. Because, um, you know, in the NFL, not not everything's guaranteed. Uh, you have to play t- uh, to get paid. So, you know, this is typical, you know, maneuvering. Right now, we're, we're in the middle of, like, uh, voluntary camps, which we'll talk about later. There's another story we'll talk about. But um, 
So I think this is just maneuvering, just trying to get probably get a, bit, a better deal for his situation. Like he, he is an explosive player. He's a playmaker. He's a rising star. And I feel like, you know, he's just trying to get, you know, this is maneuvering. I think this is, uh, you know, maneuvering for uh, for his Here, career. Here's a thought process, maybe. Maybe he doesn't like this the role that he is playing in San Francisco, even though that might be the best role for him and the type of player he is. But maybe he wants to be more of that X receiver and San Francisco is not putting him in that situation because you have a guy like Jimmy G and also he excels so well, um, like yards after contact, the, the yak. So like maybe, maybe he wants to test himself in a more vertical system. Like that could be a, a thing too. And he feels like San Francisco is not utilizing to his strengths. I mean, no, not utilizing him in that way, but I mean, kind of from what I've seen, like, I feel like that kind of role is perfect for him. Like that kind of like that hybrid role gadget player who can, you can line him up anywhere and he just kind of does it. I don't know if he necessarily can be like a X wide number one wide receiver. Like that can just, no matter what, you know, you can trust him to be open or can make that catch. I mean, he's a great player and I would take him on my team or I'm sure anybody would take him, but that's why I think he needs to be in a specific system that fits him. And, I don't. I mean, it could be a number of things. Maybe it could, it could, or it could be all three. He doesn't like his contract. He doesn't like the role that he's playing. He feels like it's going to maybe all those, all that, all that contact's going to shorten his career. Maybe like he, yeah, his coach is being gone, like Gabe said. But I am a little surprised. Like, but you know, it's hard. I guess he can't have the stats that you can have as a receiver if you have Jimmy G throwing you the ball. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say because you know, uh, you know, he was hurt last year. Uh, his first year, uh, he played 15 games. He had like 57 receptions, 800 yards, which is pretty decent. I mean, for a rookie, for a yeah. rookie year, pretty decent. And uh, he was a you know a top receiver getting drafted. Uh, last year, he was hurt. 2020, he was hurt all of uh, all of last year. And this year, when he finally you know he was healthy enough and had explosive year, he had 1400 yards uh, receiving. So, um, you know, he had 1400 receiving yards or total yards. Yeah, let me see. Uh, 1,400 on uh, 121 targets, uh, 1,405, six touchdowns. Not a lot of touchdowns, but, the, you know, but also. What was his, what's of, his yards after contact? I'm actually kind of curious if it says it. His yak. Uh, yeah, what's his average yak? Let me see. His yak was 768 yak. Shit. Average of 10, 10 yak. Wow. So, plus, that that's received. Wow, 1400 that's receiving. a lot. Plus, they also use him for a run game, so he was running as well. Yeah. Like he, he's a. He didn't have his rushing yards either. Uh, I can pull. I mean, I gotta pull it up. Now. Damn, Julian wants to know the whole stat. I'm just, I'm just yeah, curious. I'm, I'm actually, yo, just call people yourself and ask him. Hey, like, hey, it made hey. it seem like he had everything right what, there. That's what, what I did. Uh, what'd you do last season? <laughs> bro, you sound like you're about to buy a, <laughs> set, about his rookie card last year. Bro, seven hundred yards after contact is fucking with fourteen hundred total. With fourteen hundred total, so. Uh, let me see. Passing, rushing, uh, rushing. Uh, right here, uh, 181. Uh, 181. Really? Or 365 Counts. total, 181 uh, yards uh, before contact. 181 yards before contact, 365 on 59 rushes. Okay. So, Sounds about right. 21 first down. 1,700 total yards. Yeah, so, man, the like, guy's the a guy, playmaker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, He's a difference maker, and he's very young in his career. So this just might mean maneuvering, you know. This might be just agent agent work in the offseason. You know I mean, um, but uh, 
yeah, I, I think I think I think it'll work out. I think um, he's asking for a trade, but I think I think that they'll they will they will hush this down and, and you know settle this settle this mm-hmm. uh, uh, with Debo Samuel coming forward because they need him. They need him. I mean, it they need him. If you're gonna yeah, trade for Debo Samuel at this that? point, <laughs> at, at this point, you're gonna have to give up like first rounds and shit. And I don't know. Maybe come to the Dolphins. They're gonna fucking play. Uh, what is his name? Brandon Ayuk or something like that. Well, yeah, Ike is good too. He's, uh, good. he's yeah. a good little player. Adam on fantasy. He, I mean, he's just a supplementary player. I wouldn't trust him as like my. I wouldn't uh, want to go into the season with him being like my best receiver. That's, uh, speaking of receivers, I mean, top receivers in the league: AJ Brown, Tennessee Titans. Mm. You know, the mortal enemy of Julian and his Jaguars. <laughs> mortal enemy. Uh, yeah. Doesn't he does not like the Titans at all? AJ Brown said he's not, he's not reporting. He's not going to training camp. Which, uh, oh, which, it starts already. Here, here we which, go. Which, by the way, before we pre- – I have to preface this. These are voluntary training camps. It's a voluntary, like, you can choose to show up or not. So, Julian, how do you feel about A.J. Brown going – not showing up for training camp? These voluntary I want to – well, I want to say that he flat out said that he's not going. Or, like, at least there's reports saying that he's not attending training camp if things don't, I guess, work out. Hmm. That's what I understood from it. But, man, I mean, dude, look at all these receivers right now that were just, like, disgruntled. And, like, I mean, man, you have Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown. Now you're hearing of Terry McLaurin uh, coming out saying that he's not happy in Washington. Uh, Met, you have Metcalf wanting to get an extension. Like, it's – dude, man, it's crazy. These these I, I've never seen an offseason like this in the NFL. It is so – and I feel like every week it's something new. Every you know, week. You know, I, feel, I feel like every season we say this too because it's just getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, like it's just getting moving. crazier. We're, every season we're like, yo, this offseason, I've never seen anything like it. It could be it could be quarterbacks one season, the next season. Now, now we're looking at receivers, unhappy. Everybody wants to move. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to win. Uh, it's turning into the NBA. <laughs> it's turning into the NBA. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, at least for certain positions – for certain positions, at least. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, AJ Brown, he's a man. Dude's a, a beat. I mean, dude's huge. He's a huge, fast guy. Like the dude can fly, and not um, he can fly, and he could just like run people over. He's just he's such a physical threat. He, he's like Metcalf. I don't. He's not as fast as Metcalf, but the dude can absolutely just take over a game if he wanted to. And yeah, I guess he just didn't like what the negotiations it seemed like something maybe Tennessee wanted to hold off and like and but he wants it now which you know I can understand that like you want to just lock that up as soon as possible and maybe Tennessee's not ready to commit to that yet um and it also could be another situation where he just doesn't like do I want to go in another year with Ryan Tannehill like it's another kind of quarterback like and that's kind of the if you look at all four of those court those receivers I looked at not one of them has a really good quarterback situation. I mean, you have Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, and uh, who the fuck knows is going to play in Seattle? Like, <laughs> who knows? So it's like that's either a coincidence or it has to do with like not having their faith in having a good quarterback that can help buff those stats for a receiver because you know a receiver lives and dies by how good their quarterback yeah. is. So uh, that, that could be another reason too. I mean, where do you think he could go, Gabe? 
Um, I don't know where he's gonna go. Uh, just for context, uh, he's if he on was his three. fourth. He's on the fourth year of a, a four uh, fourth year of a four year deal. Uh, so far, he's earned four million, four point three million, and he's due another four million for his last year with Tennessee. Before this is rookie contract. Yeah. So I, I'm like I said, this this seems like maneuvering. You know, these young guys. He's he's a young player, explosive player as well. Top, you know, one of the top. I'll say top ten receivers in the league. Like this, this is a guy you want your team. Like this is you can build a future with AJ Brown. Um, you know, very physical, fast, um, exciting player. He's fun. He's a fun player. I, I love to watch AJ Brown. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Titans per se, but I am a fan of AJ Brown. So, like I said, this seems like maneuvering. This is like you know gesturing. Uh, what I like to do, I like to see. I like to. I'm gonna wait and see. Wait when it's actual training camp. We're actually getting into the season. When it's you know July August. And let's see what you know, guys do. Because right now it's off season time. These guys are on vacation. They're going to freaking yeah. San Jerope. Right. They're going to Italy. They're doing Can't whatever with their family. Well, guys are now starting to come back. I mean, guys are starting to come back now. But Gabe, let me ask you this though: If you're in need and you're calling, what would you give up to get him? Oh, you got to give up a lot, bro. You got to give up a lot. You at least at least a couple couple top rounders, a first round and a second round. At bare minimum. You really? You think besides, you think a first rounder? Besides assets, if you're gonna send them money, hey, or whatever, Gabe, like, Gabe said you could build a, a team around this guy. You so. want to build a team around him? Like you know, we just talked about uh, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. You want to build a team around these guys? Like th- this is this is a this is these are playmakers. These are not like no. oh your third. He's not a third wide receiver. You think he's a third wide receiver on a team? No, no. This guy, but a number one, number two. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I will say. I think out of those receivers that I mentioned, I think there's only one guy I would trade up a first a first round pick for, and that's Metcalf. That dude is unreal. AJ Brown, I think I would give AJ Brown a second, a third, and a second next year. I would. I think he's. I don't know if I'd give a first round. I guess it depends on your positioning. Like if you're late in the first round, then maybe. But like if you're top 20 i don't know if i get rid of that first rounder for aj brown i'll definitely offload those second and third round picks though that's still quality players who can start and you know i mean yeah now now, aj brown's worth more than a second rounder but who knows what's gonna how how they're gonna perform i would say physically like these are two different like people like metcalf is just he's the fucking i don't know they're about the same though Nice. Yeah. Um, Look at AJ Brown. AJ Brown's fucking huge. Like he's huge, and he they're they're like they're both big body like motherfuckers. Like they're they're big. Like AJ Brown's a big guy. I don't. The only thing is, I think Metcalf is faster and probably has more potential. That's yeah. I mean, I mean, but Metcalf that's not taking anything away respect. from Metcalf. Brown. Metcalf is like a tight end. He's a freaking tight end playing wide receiver. Metcalf. Bro, I mean, so is how yeah, he's I gotta, different. I gotta see AJ this. Brown, I gotta see this. AJ, AJ Brown reminds me like a Michael Irving, like a fast flyer, physical guy. All right. Um, uh, you know, top, what, what we do? We doing comparisons? All right, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I gotta see this. Well, I can show you comparisons from last year. They, they're okay. Pretty, okay. Right. Okay. No, I'm talking about size. All right. No so size, physical. AJ Brown, six one, two twenty five, solid, big. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's a, he's a little taller. He's got three inches on him. He's 6'4", 230. That's so saying. they're about the same weight. Metcalf, Metcalf is just a, a little end, taller. Metcalf is a tight end. Short for a tight end. Bro, look, a tight end. look at this. Wait, is that? Short for a tight end? 
I we want to talk about the, the stats six last four? year. 6'3", 6'3", pretty. That's, I mean, yeah, I guess that's about tight end height. I guess. Um, their stats last year. So AJ Brown, uh, sixty-three receptions on one hundred and five targets, uh, had eight sixty-nine yards, five touchdowns. Metcalf, seventy-five on one hundred twenty-nine targets, nine hundred sixty-seven yards, twelve touchdowns. So um, I think Metcalf had more production. He had almost double. Um, but their numbers are, I mean, they're not similar, similar. But they're, you know, AJ Brown's pull, pulling up there. You know, AJ, AJ Brown's coming up. Um, so to me, they're they're pretty similar. But I, I think Metcalf is far and above. I would rather have Look. Metcalf. Hold up! Then, Look at this. AJ Brown. They're both so excited th- th- players. Is, I like them both. Yeah, this is this is them two next to each other. Are you, are you pulling up the picture? Where are you pulling? Yeah, up? right here. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I just them fair. two. No, that's just um, Metcalf. Metcalf looks more relaxed. Metcalf looks more relaxed. <laughs> 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 Metcalf looks more relaxed. But yeah, I mean, they're both big motherfuckers. Like they're. I would like them. I, I would like, like them both. I think, but I think Metcalf is going to move before Debo Samuel. Honestly. Oh yeah, I think I think Metcalf has more. I think out of all those receivers, I think he's going to be the best. I think that speed is, dude, that big, and he's running a four three. That is fucking insane. That is insane. Like, I mean, all you had to do was just watch that highlight of him chasing down Buda Baker last year. Yeah, no, like, that was insane. <laughs> that was unreal. Yo, Gabe, like, that Gabe, just, I heard I heard you could move like that back in your prime. <laughs> That was you. Oh yeah, no, I was always <laughs> back in his baseball days. Back when Gabe used to run bases. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do you think it's a big deal though? I mean, honestly, is it a big deal that at this point in time? We're talking about April twentieth that he said he's not going to show up for training camp. I mean, uh, Julian, honestly, April, April. Listen, man. Well, I don't even think that Aaron's not showing up. He's talking about that he wants a contract, so. And at the end of the day, he could be moved. Like, it's not like a quarterback. Like, if he really doesn't want to be there and they get and Tennessee gets the right deal, I could see them taking it. But I think who you're knows? Making, I mean, we'll see. You're making a fucking hill out of a mountain hole. Like, this isn't like this is nothing. The dude openly I, said, I'm not going I'm not unless I get an extension. He literally says, I ain't going unless I get an extension. So if they don't give him an extension, like, they have to. He's going to say, if they don't give him an extension, what are their plans? Like, who do you have out there that you're going to replace? You already brought in Julio Jones, which was uh, fucking a disaster. He's already on the market uh, it, it again. It sounded yeah. exciting. Yeah, Julio that was Jones a waste of excited. picks. That was that was an absolute waste of picks for one so year. So they and brought in Julio Jones, an old veteran, um, you know, and that didn't work out. So so what's what's the Titans' plans if you get rid of if you don't extend Look, AJ Brown? I'm not plan? saying that they shouldn't extend him. I'm just saying I could see them getting the right deal if they get the right deal. Them moving on. Because he wants to stay there. Clearly, he said he wants an extension. So you think they're going to rebuild? He's in his you think fourth Titans year. Titans are rebuild mode. I don't know what the, you think the Titans, Titans right are, dude. They're so like, I don't know. The Titans <laughs> yeah. are to me are not a Super Bowl team, but yet they're not like they're definitely a playoff they team. Can still they're just like playoff. they're like that weird. They're a competitive like playoff team that I don't think has enough to get over the edge because they don't have that yeah. guy. No, they're they're enough to compete, maybe grab a win in the playoffs like they've done in the past. But uh, it depends. No, Derrick Henry, bro. The they're not. They're nothing. That year. So. If the, without Derrick Henry, they're nothing. And how long can you do this Derrick Henry thing? Like, I mean, who knows? Like, Again, how long can you do that for? For context, they're you know they're competing against the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars, like we said before. 
I feel like the Colts Titans are going to be the top one. The, Jaguars are fighting their hard. way. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're not going to get rid. They're not going to get rid of AJ Brown. All right, but let's transition. I, I feel like <laughs> Julian's like, damn, bang this on the head. I mean, uh, let's talk about another player who won't play without a contract. Let's go to Arizona. <laughs> let's, let's so, the theme of the show today. As I'm saying, well, there are people who don't want to play. Everybody wants, a, everybody wants a contract. Everybody wants a contract. God, you know what? I mean, I'm not going to record next episode if you guys <laughs> send my contract. Uh, I'm going to protest next episode. Jojo, we got, fit, we got 40 episodes before we get a new contract. Let's fly to Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona News. The Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, headquarters, this... says he will not play without a new wow. contract. And uh, obviously, wow. early in the season, we had Kyler Murray deleting. He was on Instagram deleting all his Arizona ties. Any picture that showed him in the Arizona hel- uh, you know, helmet, he deleted all his jerseys. And now, you know, we're still, you know, uh, we're still here with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray fighting for, you know, he's trying to eat, man. He's trying to put Yo, food on first his off, first off, what's going on with these organizations, right? All right? Like, I don't understand why so many players are put in this position year after year now it's like if they're putting up the numbers they're putting up the stats they're showing out is it is it the players asking for too much or the owners don't want to pay like what's going on here in these situations well i mean one i don't think it's so much the owner i think it's the gm in the front office and stuff but I mean, I don't I think it's just this weird like it's this weird transition phase where like people are trying to figure out guys are just trying to get paid as soon as possible before, you know, it's a you got to take care of yourself. And I get it. Like, I get it. You want to get that money locked up. But then I also get the other side, too, where it's like, I mean, dude, we still have two more years left on your contract. This is Kyler Murray's he's entering his fourth year. And then most more than likely, they're going to pick up the fifth year option. Um. And I think they just want it as soon as possible, which I understand. And then, but, and then, then I also understand the other point where it's like, I mean, we still got years. The AJ Brown thing's a little different because it's his final year. Yeah. So I, or like all these guys that are entering their final year, I get the extent. That's always been a thing. If you're entering your final year, you want to make sure you lock up that extension so you're not a free agent. But like, like two years before, I mean, I guess it's been kind of normal in the quarterback market, but man, I've, I don't know. I think it's also too trying to figure out because like with the salary cap raising and like trying to fit in like the the market just getting so crazy with the amount of money these guys are getting paid per year. I think they're just trying to fit in the market getting changed. Like every time somebody else gets like the the thing is set to a new standard. Yeah. And now it's like trying to figure out how much you want to pay these guys? How long do you want to have it for? I mean, we that's what we saw with Baker. Baker was like this weird situation where we didn't know. Obviously, we get into that in a little bit. But um, it's like, I think you're just trying to figure things out. And then it's like, you know, you still got to pay other positions. But the salary cap is raising. Salary cap is kind of fugazi. Like, who the fuck? Like, there's so many ways around it. It's just weird, dude. I I. I think it's just guys wanting to get paid really early and guys and then front offices wanting to wait. Yeah. Honestly, look, if you're front office, you want to wait a little bit because you want to see proven production. You're not going to go ahead and lock in a long-term contract because someone had one great season. You know what I mean? And then on the other end, of course, you're trying to get paid. You're in one of the most uh, physical sports right out there playing professionally. 
And hey, anything can go wrong at any given moment. And hey, if you shine bright, you have a great season, you're going to want to lock up that money as soon as possible, right? Because that's, it's not guaranteed you're going to have that season success next year or, God forbid, an injury. And like you said, right, you got to play in the NFL to earn your money. So these injuries really mess up everyone's pockets. Yeah. And I think the power of the quarterback, they know, like, man, we could, like, you need us more than we need you, like, at the end of the day. Like, there's always going to be another team out there willing to pay you the money you want. But it's just a matter if you want to go to that team. Now, looking at looking at the contracts, I hear him on Sports Track. Sports Track is a great, uh, you want to look at, start looking at contracts and numbers. Sports Track is a great website to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler yeah. Murray's like number seven. He's, uh, is he going to be a cap hit of $11.3 million? And he's like number seven. Above him really well. is, is going to be Rodney Hudson, uh, a lineman. Uh, it's going to be Jordan Phillips, a, a D lineman, uh, Buda Baker, safety, JJ Watt, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and DJ Humphreys. So, um, as far as offensive players, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously older, been in the league longer. Seventeen million for JJ Watt. Uh, that's the only player above him. I, I think this, like I said, this this feels like play, man. This is this is just like they're trying. No, these are agent moves. The agents are just talking. They're like, yo, let's renegotiate. This, these are like power moves to get to get the. The the organization to 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 you know fold or demand because what what is their other option besides Kyler Murray like what who is their backup in, in Arizona you know what I mean I don't know would you 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 want to play uh, uh, games without Kyler Murray is that is that what you're suggesting like no of <laughs> course they're gonna fucking uh, will you know go to the will of his demands whatever he's asking yeah. for so well I think too like. like. Well, he has to play at the end of his contracts because remember, this is just an extension to the contract that already exists. So he's going to have to play those final two years making rookie money. And then after that, he starts getting paid whatever that extension was. So maybe, too, like they're trying to figure out what these contracts are going to look like in two years when that money kicks in. Or then again, I don't know if the extension starts after the fourth year or if can they pick up the fifth year option and then after the fifth year option that contract extension starts. I'm not entirely sure. But like maybe too, they're just trying to figure out and like nego- move, maneuver the cap as well for when that hits because he's probably going to get a lot of money. He's probably going to be a $50 million yeah. a year quarterback more than likely. Probably. So it's like trying to figure out how that yeah. you want to maneuver that because you're going to have Buda Baker. I don't know when his contract lasts, but I'm sure there's people on that team whose contract's going to run around the same time that was to, if that when his extension's going to hit. And I guess just trying to figure that out because you don't want to be like the New Orleans Saints who are like so under, so over the cap, it's ridiculous. No. And then yet they're just stuck and they can't sign anybody. Yeah. And by the Which way, I don't understand to, how the Saints are still uh, in that situation either. That makes uh, no sense to me. The backup for Kyler Murray is Colt McCoy and Trey Sorley. Um, the oh, receivers, shit, bro. They, Cole they have, yeah, yeah, they have uh, the best James backup right in now. the league. <laughs> they have James <laughs> Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green still listed on. Uh, obviously, obviously, Zach Ertz got traded uh, last year, so that's their offensive, you know, prowess. I mean, I feel like they're. I don't. I don't know how deep Arizona is, but they're in a competitive. They're that divisive as hell, and. Mm-hmm. You, you know, need a guy the, like him. You want to lock up. You want to lock up. You want to lock him up. Man. Lock up Kyler Murray. All right, let's transition. Kyler Murray. Let's talk about Baker. Baker. Uh, Gabe's still, favorite quarterback. Still, still has no Gabe's my favorite favorite quarterback. quarterback. You're going to get traded for Tua? No, man. I'm part of Tua. Bro, now. I, w- I would take Baker over Tua. Wow. 
Wow. Oh, crazy. Saying that purely to, to, to wow. get games uh, hot takes. I know. Listen, the hot takes. <laughs> this is four twenty. <laughs> very high pitch. It's four twenty. Are you high right now? You want to take two over Baker Mayfield? Oh my god. Anyways, let's talk about Baker. Mayfield. I just don't want to say that he gave upset. Hey, but low I mean, key, there might be there might be a little bit of truth to that. Would Baker Mayfield has a playoff <laughs> win? I think he's been in the playoffs. Uh, okay, uh, he's like been I to said, the playoffs uh, and has won a playoff game. He's won. A playoff I believe. Game. I believe Baker Mayfield. Here, okay, here's two or nine. Uh, I believe <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a starter. I've said this before. Baker Mayfield is a starter in this league, but he's not like bro. He's like. He's the bottom 30, whatever. The 30 to 32. He's like the last. <laughs> bottom 30. <laughs> he's the bottom 30. I don't know. You didn't say top five, top 10. He's the bottom. <laughs> 30 to 32. He's in that range. He can start. He, he is worthy of starting. And, and I think we talked about before. Of like, yo, maybe taking a year off might be healthy for Baker Mayfield. For him to fucking recover from his injuries, whatever. I still think he has he has the experience. JoJo's talking about, you know, he has playoff experience. He has experience. Um. I think he has the will totally of a starter that you want, but you know, the question is physical ability. And so far it's been like it feels like these like fast four or five years, it's his it's his physical ability. Like his injuries is what's stopping it's a shoulder, him from bro. reaching his potential. I mean that's not his non throwing shoulders. Yeah, it's just not throwing shoulders. It's just man, but it's still no, you, hey, look, you're 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 underestimating how important the man that is. listen, Baker Mayfield, look, I'll you, get, I'll get you point with that shoulder. You you point with credit. it. I give him credit. He 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 plays through he plays through injuries and tries not to complain. You know, tries not to complain for it. And you know, I feel like he's still worthy of a starting job. You know, moreover than a Cam Newton or or somebody else, some other veteran player that hasn't performed. Sam Darnold. That's what they're talking about. I still about think he's worthy. Panthers. I think he's he's still worthy of of starting, but also. Maybe backing up, you know, I don't know how his ego is, but maybe backing up, taking a year off, you know, getting some rest, you know. I mean, that's healing. Dude, I literally will help him. Maybe it'll help him. I don't know. Dude, I was literally, I heard somebody, I was watching something and I literally heard that same take where it's like maybe a year off behind a veteran who's on the edge of like retiring. Like, obviously, it's not going to happen, but Tampa would be great. They mentioned Indianapolis behind Matt Ryan, like taking a year off. I'll take him over uh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, I'll take him over Colt McCoy. Send him to Arizona. Yeah, but he's not going to get in front of Arizona. (laughs) He's not going to get in front of Kyle Murray. But I think the idea of an older guy is not a bad idea. Like being behind a Matt Ryan who might have a couple years left, like a year or two left, learn from him, understand how to take care of your body. Matt Ryan is – dude, that guy plays every fucking game. Like I don't remember the last time that dude's been hurt. Like I think he, being behind somebody like that, who's experienced, uh, M- a former MVP, was he MVP? I believe so. Well, I don't know. Either way, a long time veteran who's been to the Super Bowls, won multiple playoff games, has insane stats. Probably the best quarterback Atlanta's ever seen. Like, I think being behind somebody like that wouldn't be bad idea. I instead of just rushing out and trying to be a starter somewhere like Carolina, where you're the team's not good enough. But I do think he is definitely. I mean, I'd rather have Sam Darnold or fucking um, uh, what's the dude who just went to Seattle from? Um, why am I drawing a blank? Drew Locke. 
Like I'd rather have him over Drew Locke. Yeah. I'd rather have him over Trubisky. I'd rather have him over Trubisky. I'd rather have him over Tua. I'd rather have him over. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I'm trying to throw that in there. <laughs> but here's the oh, so by the way, uh Matt Ryan, a 2016 MVP, 2016 offensive player of the year. Uh just to Yeah, I thought that was, I thought so. Yeah. Um yeah, Judge, I don't know how you feel. I mean, do you feel like Baker can still start? Like, is he still worth like does he still have value in the in the league? Do you, do you see him starting on a team, if not the Browns on on a team, JoJo? I mean, I, I, can I, can, I can see him starting. He's not my favorite quarterback. Uh, we we've seen him pull through some crazy wins. We've seen him throw games away, literally <laughs> just throw them away. Um, he still has potential, but we got to remember the organization he's playing for, and we gave him way too high expectations to change that organization around. Like it's the Browns. You know what I mean? He right. he might he might be able to perform a little better, have a better career uh, with another team and organization. But to Julian's take, um, if he had the proper guidance and he learned to humble himself and just learn, take the time to learn, listen, progress, uh, he he's definitely you know he can have a bright future. I will say this about the Browns thing. That Browns team he was on, those aren't like the same old Browns. Like I know was, those, those are teams really are good team. Those teams and are you could you could probably say that they would have made the playoffs even without him. I will say because that defense was really good. Those teams were really good. That, well, that well, team still is really it. good. All right, that that won't be the biggest excuse because obviously they gave him receivers, they gave him defense, they had a running game. Yeah, um, that's insane that, that, running that game. Team had a lot of potential, but. I, you know, I'm just giving him, you know, the benefit of the doubt to say that he's same old Browns. Browns. <laughs> it's the Browns. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the Browns. Here, that, real quick, just like no offense to Browns fans, but man, even the name, the Browns, just sounds like a bottom feeder team. Like it just, like it's not like a glorious. Browns is the name of a guy. Wow. It's the name of a guy. guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul Brown. Brown. Yeah, it's Mr. Brown. Paul Brown. But Mr. I, yeah, I know that. But it just sounds like the colors. It just looks like that typical like. Just like well, that I don't team get the that dog like just sucks. I don't get the dog pound. I don't get Browns and a dog. Their colors are orange and brown, and it's a dog. I don't get that. I don't, I'm not. I'm not fluent unless you see, in uh, brown history. Unless you see Clifford the orange dog, I don't know. <laughs> Clifford right. the orange dog. <laughs> uh, let's transition, though, because uh, we're in the middle of the NBA. NBA is going on. NBA playoffs. Uh, hey, we we talk about that, you know. We're going to talk about all the games. Let's talk about last night because uh, Def, uh, Devin Booker went out with an injury last night. Uh, Pelicans at Suns. Uh, Pelicans pulled out. You know, the, the series is yep. split. is a little bit of an upset. Um, Devin Booker goes down. JoJo, I don't know if you've seen the game. Um, yeah, how do you feel about this? Pelican? Yeah, how do you feel about this Pelican-Suns series? Going, uh, so I mean, far? Pelicans have a lot of potential. Uh, shout out Brandon Ingram holding on the team. That, that guy's unreal. Um, and they have a lot of scores on that team. Here's what I hate, though. I hate when we all love an underdog story, right? But I hate when the one seeds let the eight seeds hang around, right? And no, treat them like an eight seed, like they deserve. And your home court, and you're out here losing. Doesn't matter if Devin Booker went down, which I know he's probably one of the most important people on that team. No, still not an excuse to keep. Uh, the Suns went on like two separate runs. I believe they went on like a 10 0 run, and then they went on like a 12 0 run. Um, New Orleans also had a run of its own, but you got to put the game away. Like, 
there's no excuse to have them that close in that game, in that situation, and then to lose by almost double digits towards the end. Or they did lose by double digits. I forgot what the score was, but. Yeah. Well, it ended up being uh, 125 to 114. Obviously, the Suns at home. There you go. At home to the Pelicans. And the Pelicans, you know, obviously we know they were fighting for a spot, uh, for, you know, a playoff spot. Um, I just dropped in the chat uh, a link. Um, And you can kind of see right around, you know, the fourth quarter, right around that eight-minute mark, you know, with 8.22 left to go, uh, you know, that's when it kind of turned around for the Suns. And, you know, they they kept them in the game, you know, even even with uh, Booker out, who left, I think it was like 77, 74 when Booker went out. Um, Yeah. uh, The Suns were down. Um, Right around the fourth quarter, I think uh, New Orleans went away with it, and and the Suns were never recovered. Now, going into the series, obviously – Pelicans were just like they're the ugly, the ugly duckling. They're the thing in the back. Like nobody expected the Pelicans to win. I thought there was going to be a sweep. Honestly, going to the series, like, this I, should be. A I sweep. guaranteed a sweep on that. Like honestly, yeah. like this New Orleans team was in shambles. I don't even know how they made the play in and everything. Again, kudos to them, right? No disrespect, right? They the underdog. We love the story, but now you're in a situation where Devin Booker could be out for Game Three, yeah. which I think I think he was ruled out for Game Three. Yeah, they, and they now you have to. Play, you have to definitely. play in New Orleans. And now you have to play in New Orleans yeah. without Devin Booker. So that yeah. puts you in a situation. If you go down 2-1, what's going to happen? You, know, you got to play two games on the road. And, right? and Devin yeah. Booker, with a, yeah, he went out with a hamstring injury, which is usually that's, – that's weeks. That's like a month. Like hamstring is like no joke. Like, bro, you can barely walk. If you got a hamstring – I, I don't know how no, severe I, it is. Like, I've had a very bad hamstring Um tear before and yeah you can't even sit Bro, you ain't playing you you're not playing basketball you can barely you can barely stand up like and it's a, a nagging it's very yeah. naggy it doesn't just heal in a month either like it takes months yeah. it's that just you can some, yeah, you can play months. through it you can play through it in like a f- couple weeks but it's a very naggy because it's a such an important muscle it's just you yeah, use yeah. it you don't realize how much you use it until you hurt it you're like Fuck, so man like I mean, they, shit, they you know, not, when you're sore at the gym from your fucking hamstrings, you fucking you can't can't take a shit. You can't do anything. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, I know. But so, like, I'm saying, imagine soreness. Like, you just feel that. But imagine that. But like, actually hurting. Like, actually being injured. Yeah. You so, feel it and you know, they say indefinite, which means indefinite means no. There's no timeline. But it seems I mean, like we always give that answer in in the beginning because they don't want to change the game plans of the yeah. opposing team. You know what I mean? They don't want to rule them out just yet. Day so, by day, yeah. when, you know when it's a hamstringer like an Achilles, like what uh, Kobe Bryant had, like it, it's it's pretty like, like, yo, like this, is this is devastating. It's devastating. Yeah, yeah. So Pelicans I and mean, five, Pelicans and five. Wow, the Suns. No, overall as a team, right? Obviously, they need Devin Booker in the later <laughs> rounds. They could get out of the first round with Devin Booker. Oh, for yeah, sure. They can, without they, can him, yeah. they can get what I mean, him. it gets tricky. It gets it gets scary. You don't want to be put in that situation. You don't want to go seven games in the first round to face a harder team in the second round, and you're gonna be gassed out. First round is supposed to be I will say team. I will say this too, though. Like it wasn't like you said, I mean, he wasn't out the whole game. He still dropped 30 that game. Yeah. And they still lost. Like yeah. exactly. That's and and that was the point it, I was like it wasn't it wasn't like he was in the game. They yeah, let the it Pelicans wasn't like he was gone. No, the Pelicans it wasn't like he entered the first quarter and then yeah. he was not he was gone the whole rest of it. He's like he yeah. he still dropped thirty and they still lost. Yeah. Like, I, I still feel like the Suns they're deep enough that like they're they're rostered they're up charging. They can yeah. still pull out. They can still pull out of this series going forward. 
I wonder about the scoring. Like, I wonder how much offensive production they're going to go for without Devin Booker. I mean, like he. Yeah, he I mean, like- I mean, dude, they're the number one seed for a reason. They had the best. They had the best record in the league. Like, you don't get to that status just for because one of your guys is gone. Like, yeah. you get to that status because your team is super deep. I mean, like to be a number one seed, like you have to be a really deep team. Like, if somebody can't show up, you need another person to be there to clean it up. And yeah. that's how you become that number one seed. Like very rarely do you see a guy, a team get carried by one guy and be a number one seed. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, so I did, I did, I did, Iverson, I did, Iverson, LeBron James. Uh, yeah. I mean, but were, were they, yeah. I mean, that was the only instance I can think of was that. Was Dwight that Howard, game. Orlando, Dwight Howard, Orlando. Bro, real quick, just <laughs> a sidetrack. That season. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, players Sixers, Orlando with uh, Dwight. Were they the one seed that season? Yeah, they, I mean, they went to the final. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that, 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 that Orlando that team was pretty deep. That Orlando that team mean, was pretty deep. That mean they were that, the one seed. I just want to know if they were the one seed. Let me look it up. They, I believe they were. I believe they were. They're like one or two. I went to that game. I went. I went to the Eastern Conference Finals when they uh, beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. So were you there yeah. when LeBron hit the game that, winner though? No, I think that was game two. I was there. I was there when Rashad. It was game. I went to game six when Rashad Lewis hit the hit the three to win it. But regardless, um, also little side sidetrack. That Sixers team, that two thousand was it two thousand or two thousand two Sixers team that got car- that got carried by Allen Iverson. Did you hear about the shit that came out about like um, the refs like purposely like yeah. Um, yeah treating Iverson differently and like calling fouls on yeah. him and shit like that. Like, dude, yeah. that is yeah, wild. The rep, um, one, you're not supposed to retaliate. Right? It happened like a couple of weeks ago. Too. It doesn't matter. If talk players, about that. You know, if you don't like any players, they talk shit to you. You know what I mean? Whatever the case is, you know, that, that changes everything. And it's probably so much dirt and stuff we don't know about in the league. Dude, it's that insane. puts so much like to me that like solidifies Allen Iverson's like legacy even more. The fact that he carried that team with virtually nobody on it yep. to the NBA Finals, you lose in five, but the whole the everything was against you. Everything. And even and still, and, and, and God Squad. About it. He never complained about it. Never went to the media. Never said anything. Yeah. Didn't care. Yeah. You know th- that's the part he, he was dealt with. He still yeah. took one game on that Lakers team that was a literal God Squad. Like that team was unreal. Like the think about the players like Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, uh, fucking um, Mark Gasol, <laughs> fucking Steve Nash. No, I don't think Paul Gasol was there in that time. Steve no, Nash. what wait, the wait, Fox? Um, why am I drawing a Fox? That's something. That's the two thousands, early two thousand. Wait, that's early two thousands. Uh, yeah, you had um, what, what's the, what's the dude? Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Fox something. Fox. Um, Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Yeah, you had him on that team. Like that. That team was stacked. That team was unreal. He did the God that, uh, go back and look at that team. That team was unbeatable. 2004. Rick Fox that was 2004? Yeah. Oh, so no, but that season was like 2000. That season was like 2000, 2002 or something like that. All right. I remember. that's uh, That was the year I fell in love with Allen Iverson. That was the year I was like, holy shit, this guy's unreal. But so anyway, you, you, like, you were like seven, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like just uh, just for information, uh, 2009, exactly. Orlando Magic was the number three seed. They were number three facing the Lakers, and they lost four to one in that series. Just, just a, I was just doing research while y'all were talking. So, so. Yeah, I remember they lost five. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's transition. Uh, uh, that's the Pelican Suns. 
uh, let's transition to um, just kind of the rest of our predictions that we have for the rest of the year. Um, we're recording, like I said, recording 420. Uh, uh, Brooklyn plays at Boston. Oh, uh, man. That Boston. I don't know how much of the series. JoJo, tell us, tell us about the series. How much, how much is Boston you know, that series. I, I already said it last episode, and it uh, looks like we're going to be on the right track. This is going to be a great series. Hard-fought series. Brooklyn in seven. They almost got away with it in game one in Boston. Kyrie, putting on a clinic, went on an yes. 8-0 run or 10-0 run by himself. I forgot it was like either the third or the fourth quarter. Uh, KD still had a, he had a decent game um they played great defense on him and it literally came down to the last play in the last second where your boy kd was jet lagged and got caught up standing flat-footed with jason yep. tatum running a, a backdoor cut and got the game winning layup yep Buzzing and they, they split that defense that, that defense got split which was so crazy because like you know, the Nets should be dominating offensively. Like, we talked about the Nets offensively off the charts. Like, they have yeah. the two greatest players, probably two two greatest combos. And I think I saw I on Twitter today. Two look, greatest players, like, uh, in terms right of their skill set. In terms of right their skill set. Yeah. And and I think LeBron spoke to it. Even go on Twitter because LeBron's sitting in Cancun. He's on the banana boat <laughs> by himself. Yeah. LeBron spoke to it. Dwayne Wade spoke to it. Because um, uh, yeah. Tracy and McGrady that- went on – yeah, he went on some That's, podcast and yeah. said, "Oh, uh, KD and Kyrie guy. are the yeah KD." Uh, so Trace, yeah, yeah, Trace McGrady said, "KD and Kyrie are better than LeBron and Wade." Like that combo, and they both agreed. So like they're getting respect from from you know the elders. Uh, I guess Dwayne Wade is an elder, not LeBron. But um, so yeah, offensively going to this game, the Nets yeah. should run away with this. But we know Boston; they improve. They have a better defense. defense. Um, I know. Yeah. I know they're. Um, uh, they have a better defense offensively, and you know when it comes to those critical moments, like that is where they separate, right? That's where Boston separates from the Nets. It's like defensively, mm-hmm. bo- uh, the Nets are terrible, and offensively, like they're gonna capitalize on your terrible defense. Like they're just gonna do a little. Like he does a little roll, he laid it up yep. with zero seconds. Amazing! It was an amazing, uh, amazing gameplay going uh, uh, to finish that Absolutely. game. So. Uh, Jojo, like, how do you feel like going into the series now? Because now they have to go back. Uh, uh, Brooklyn would be going into uh, uh, Boston. They're going to be playing again today, tonight. Um, yeah. Like, how do you feel about the series going forward now that they split? You know, they split uh, the the home games. Well, I mean, it's two two one run one one right for playoffs still right. You get two home games, then you got to go to the opponent's court for two games, and then it's one one one. So they're going right back into Boston. And, uh, of course, it's going to be battle of the home courts, right? So if you if the Nets do lose this game, um, I wouldn't expect them to walk with their head down because now Boston has to go to Brooklyn, right? And Kyrie has to deal with all the antics in Boston, you know, all the shit talking. We, we, we saw he got fined $50,000 yeah. for, you know, that, rallying that back happen. at first in that press conference. Was, that was the most New York thing ever. That shit was yeah. hilarious. This guy was fighting with fans on the court, making gestures and mocking them, which, hey, and it's right he should, right? Because why would you stand there and take that? Um, and yeah. it didn't affect his game on the court. Now, if he had a bad performance and you saw him fighting back with fans, you say, oh, he's he's distracted. He's clearly distracted. He should forget what the fans are saying. He needs to focus on basketball. Nah, he balled out. Honestly, KD folded 
<laughs> KD let the game, you know, get away from him. He, he, he didn't shoot very well. He, he let the game First away. game, either. Oh. he Yeah. So, Julian, like, how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel about Kyrie? Do you feel like he's distracted by the, the fans? Do you feel like the fans are getting underneath him? Will, you know, will this affect his gameplay? Uh, how do you feel about Kyrie going into Boston? I mean, dude, it's it's Boston, bro. Like, that's just that's what they do. Like, I mean, he played for them. He should know that. Like, you, you just gotta you just gotta move past it. And I feel like, man, people people love going after him because they know he's reacts. I mean, that's every fact. year it's it, like what they threw the soda at him. They threw like all this <laughs> like they know he reacts so people like they're going to try to fuck with you because they know that he's going to try to do something back and it's just like i know it sucks but you gotta you gotta be the you gotta be the bigger dude like you gotta you he can't said, let it he said fuck that it's the playoffs <laughs> i'm gonna talk my like shit. but like it i mean you just got fuck you money like that so i mean yeah I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel like the, the fans have definitely got underneath the skin. Like this, this is yeah, like I mean, you know, that, clearly. Yeah. If you see the press conference, like you see, like he's clearly like he's like, oh no, I don't pay attention. Or he's like, uh, oh, I looked them in the eye and they were they weren't about that. Like people talking to me, I look them in the eye and they're not about that. Like bro, they're definitely getting getting underneath your skin. And like this is kind of like what the whole season has been ramped up to, right? Because he hasn't been playing. Yeah. And and you know sometimes he shows out he'll go travel outside of New York and he'll 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 show out and like he puts up forty points or some crazy number which well we know he can do like that that's the scariest thing about the Nets is like if Kyrie's not putting up forty you know KD is gonna put up forty like that that's the, uh, the thing like okay next man up you know what I mean? but yeah. we all knew coming into this the history of like yeah. Kyrie in Boston like he essentially gave them false hope he barely played for them and then he ends up requesting a trade. So it's like we we know that history and like how the, it left a bad taste in Boston fans' mouth. Like it just it, so like they they Boston fans want nothing more but then to get revenge for that. Because imagine that Boston team with Kyrie on it. Boston is like historically just like over the past like couple few years they just they're such a deep just like really they don't have yeah like they just have such a deep team. They just they, that, that they work team. well together. Like it, they they switch out players constantly, and they're still just good. Like the, they just the coaching is just so well done over there. Like every year, they're just a top four playoff team every single year. Um, I forgot what round it was, but that young core team, the uh, where Kyrie was on and Gordon Hayward, they 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 didn't play that series, and they were they went to Game Seven with Cleveland. I think it was either to advance to the finals or the Eastern Conference Finals. It was one of the two. And they were literally one game away, and Jason Tatum was going off. I think that was his rookie season, just holding down the team. It was a couple yeah. years back. Um, I but again, this, this series comes down to winning at home and seeing if you can you can steal a game on the road. That's yeah. going to be big. If if Brooklyn can steal a game tonight and go back home for your next two games, that could be the series right there. The the bare minimum is like steal a game. If you're you're away, steal a game. And and you mean you have the momentum because, you know they they say you know the NBA players they say like, every, in the playoffs like every game is different like it's not like oh this series is like just written out like yeah 
when you go into a playoff series, especially like this, you know what the teams do, what they do for success. They know how successful they are or whatever plans, you know what they do, pick and roll, whatever, screens, uh, whatever, they take charges. You know they're, they're the first uh, first game and the second game is completely different. So I feel like if I'm the Nets, this is this, it's going to be tough. But you do want to steal a game. You want to steal a game. You want If you split, you're, you're, you're solid because then you go back home, you play two games at home, you'll be yep. good. Um, as far as the Celtics, like this Celtic team is really good. I, I, I'm a Miami fan. I'm gonna talk to you as a Miami fan. As far as top teams, Boston is uh, a scary. You know, no, you don't. Why you put that on? What? As far as the Celtics, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> for me as a Miami fan. Celtics team, this is one of the best Celtics teams I've seen since, like, the original Big Three. We're talking about, you know, Ray Allen, uh, freaking, with that Perk team, it was KG. Paul Pierce, and KG, fucking, Yeah, Rondo, Paul Pierce. That team, Rondo. that was a scary-ass team. For me as a Miami fan, that was a scary-ass scary scary team. Scary team. And since then, post that team, post that original three, this is the scariest team I've ever seen because they play oh, both sides. Yo, you got Marcus Smart, defensive player of the yeah. year. Cool to them. Like, ah, oh, they were walking around the with Marcus Smart. Yo, let's say, hey, he uh, won. Uh, he uh, won. I don't know, bro. Don't get – please get that flopper out of here. Get that fucking – oh, my God. Let's not talk about Marcus Smart. Let's talk about this matchup with the Nets versus the Celtics. Um, I think if you're the Nets, you got to steal. They can score. Oh my god, this is <laughs> wow! You're putting up the Cairo. Gabe did say that. Did say that. Hold him on that. Since the original victory, anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, this Celtic team is a better. It's a it's a really good Celtic team. I expect them to get out of uh out of the series. I kind of expect them to win. It'll be tough. Like it'll be close. Um. But if you're the Nets, you gotta win the series. You gotta you gotta split. You gotta split. If you don't split, man, you're climbing up. You're climbing up a hill. And I don't I don't know if the Nets defense, like I said, defensively, offensively, we know the Nets are there. Defensively, so you don't think if they lose this game, you don't think they could defend home court and win two? I think they can win one. Okay, one. I, okay, I could see that. One at home. I think the Nets can win one at home. If you don't win this game, game two, you're splitting back in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think that. I think the Celtics are that good. I could see that. I could see that. But you know, the Celtics, the Celtics are more likely to steal a game in Brooklyn than Brooklyn is to steal a game in Boston. Will win it all because they are a very scary team. Julian is here trashing. Anyways, Julian, I mean, Julian, let's let's switch over from Brooklyn and Boston. Let's talk about your Miami Heat, your number one seed Miami Heat. The energy oh, yeah. in Miami is mediocre. We're not celebrating yet, right? They're up too old. It's it's almost there. We'll see what happens in the next round. Actually, real quick, a lot was going on in Miami sports yesterday. You had the Marlins playing. You had the Heat playing in the playoffs. You had the two Miami soccer teams playing against Miami each other. Miami Classico. And honestly, that's insane. So I don't think any particular place or stadium was too packed in a sense. I know they actually broke the record at the soccer game yesterday. Uh, for well, they broke the record. They yeah. broke the record for Miami FC. For Miami like, FC, yeah. Yeah, for a Miami FC game, but that was because Inter Miami was playing. Exactly. Because Inter Miami I mean, gets like eighteen thousand, fifteen thousand a game. 
it's a pretty stacked day overall. So I could imagine that. how it was at Marlins <clears throat> Park or like at you know FTX. Yeah. I, I went to I went to that game. Uh, that was pretty. It was awesome to see to go back to uh, my college, and uh, I, I really wanted to check it out. It was a U.S. Open tournament, U.S. Open Cup game. So that was it was really fun to see uh, Inter Miami right. advance. All right, let's get into it right after this. So, Gabe, back to your Miami Heat, your number one seed against the Hawks. Man, we're talking feel- about Miami Heat. I mean, going to the series, obviously, game two already got played. Um, it's it's just kind of like I feel like same how before I got into the series, like this the Atlanta Hawks. While they, you know, they're a nice little team. Trey Young is a nice player. I do like Trey Young as a player, but as a team, do I think the Atlanta Hawks can beat the Miami Heat? No way. Miami Heat is a number one seed for a reason. They they played even with all the injuries throughout the entire year. All the injuries that oh no, okay now you go on JoJo yeah <laughs> um, so even even with the entire uh, entire season how we had to play with injuries with Jimmy being out or Kyle Lowry being out for family yeah. or whatever. There's yeah, all all, the all kinds of things. Jimmy yeah. Butler, which Jimmy Butler got disrespected this year because he didn't get. Uh, nominated for Depoy of the Year for Defensive Player of the Year because he didn't play enough games because he was out so long, which is disrespectful. Fuck Marcus Smart. He's a flopper. Fuck that guy. Um, So with all that being said, the entire year, Miami Heat have played excellent. They played above their expectations. And the fact that they got the number one seed is because they earned it. So going into the series, we're talking about Miami Heat, Atlanta, Hawks, this is kind of what I expected. I like Trey Young. He's a young player, but I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are that deep as a team. Right now, they're facing injuries. They have, you know, kick pulls out uh, the other guy with the COVID. He took one COVID shot, but he didn't take the other. Now he's out because he's not. Damn. I don't know what's going on with that team, but this is what I expected. I expected to, you know, the Atlanta Hawks to just roll over and just lay down and just. Yeah, you know, I mean, that first game, night, they, they heat put them on cuffs. Oh, no, they just them on Trey right, Young bro. had. Almost double-digit turnovers. I think you only had like eight points. Uh, yeah. Like, they, they locked them up. Uh, second game, it was a little turnaround for Trey Young. Honestly, the Hawks were in it for a while. And mm. so the fourth quarter, yeah, man, it was it was closer fourth than you quarter. think. They, they even had the lead for a little bit. They were going back and forth. I, I know you were Atlanta, panicking. You started to sweat a little Atlanta bit. Atlanta had a lot of misses. They had a lot of misses. Atlanta were shooting, but they were missing a lot. And I felt yeah. like uh, nah, the Miami defense, Miami showed – uh, they had a stretch. They knocked like three or four three do- uh, threes down in a row. And it, I they, think they, they came with – going into the fourth, they were down like 12 points, and they came within like eight. And, you know, the Miami Heat, they're just – they're the first seed for a reason. And I feel like yeah. a lot of a lot of national media, a lot of people, they don't, they don't watch the Miami Heat games, man. They, no. they, they, we're a quiet number no. one. We're a quiet number one. People don't, Not for a big market too. Especially yeah. for like a big market. I don't know, for a big market. I don't know you know for how many market. undrafted players are on the Heat? They have almost ten, not eight to ten players that went undrafted that are currently on yeah. Miami Heat right now. And and I feel like you know every every matchup that we we talk about, like whatever the big teams, who are the national teams? The Seventy Sixers, the Nets. Uh, you want to talk about the Lakers? You want to talk about uh, Milwaukee? Every team that whatever you know national media puts against, they they always say like. Do you have the best one or two players on your team? And every team we go against, 76ers. Would you have Embiid or Jimmy Butler? Everybody says Embiid. Would you have a KD or Jimmy Butler? Everybody says KD. Would you have every, – every national talking point, they always say some other team. But Miami still persists. They, they, we play both sides of the ball. We play offense and defense. 
We have guys that you know nothing about. They fucking score and they put up points. Yeah. And I was watching the game came, last night, y'all. Like they were playing on real. Pat Riley. Yo, they were playing. Yo, bro. the other day, in the first game, game one, Duncan Robinson had a game. I'm still waiting for the Max Schroes game. Okay, Caleb Martin playing lockdown defense on. Yo, Kyle. that right. defense. Yeah, he's he's real. Caleb Martin's real, yeah. man. He's real. So, um, I'm sorry. I said Kate. Uh, I mean Caleb Martin on uh, Trey Young last night. All last night. Um. So yeah, man, I feel like Miami he's getting disrespected. I mean, as far as the expectations from beginning of the series, Miami should roll over Atlanta. I'm sorry, that's just my predictions. I mean, I, I, there's nothing else to talk about. They're gonna go into Game Three into Atlanta. Tons of Miami Heat fans in Atlanta. I expect more of the same. You know what? I said I said Heat in five. You know what? Here's my prediction: Heat in four. Oh shit! Wow. Wow. Not even gonna give them a game. Heating four, heating four. I'm not even giving a game at home. I, I feel like it's gonna be done in Atlanta. We're going into game three. I think Trey doesn't. He, he doesn't have enough help. I do like Trey. Trey doesn't have enough help right now. At this point in time, their their team is injured, and also he doesn't have enough help. Heating four. There we go. Put it on the scroll. That's me. That's my <laughs> prediction. Bring out All the right, let's, can we can we can we transition? Let's talk about another game that's going on. Uh, Philly at Toronto. Philly. Uh, uh, I'll be honest. Jojo, I, don't I, don't, I don't even care about this series. Let's go back to the West Coast. I, I don't Let's even care. Skip it. You don't care about Philly Toronto? I don't get rid of. I really don't. I really don't. I don't I, all I know is Joel Embiid was getting was getting into it with Nick Nurse on the sidelines, which I found surprising. They were actually going back and forth talking, and then Embiid was like, uh, "I respectfully told him stop arguing calls," and that's coming from Embiid, who argues a lot of calls and always ends up on the free throw line. Some way across James Harden. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about it, we could talk about it. I don't even care who wins that series. It really doesn't matter to me. I mean, Toronto's a former, you know, they, they won the championship. They're former NBA yeah. team. They split up. They're not the same roster, but I mean, Toronto's still, you know, they're a top team, 76. Everybody wants to talk about James Harden, and nobody wants to talk about him beating James Harden. I'm, I'm tired to talk about those two, respectfully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Respectfully. Wow. What an end Rip. to a segment. I thought we were gonna talk. I thought we were gonna get Rip. into it, but I guess not. respectfully. I don't eat I will say this. <laughs> I don't think I would I if I was a team, I wouldn't trade for James Harden. Like I I I don't feel I I wouldn't care to have him. I'd rather you know put my efforts or somebody about? else. You know what I do want to talk about is a lot more exciting than those teams. The Golden State Warriors making a comeback and they are looking wow. like a champion. They're scary. You want to talk about a scary team? Forget the Boston Celtics. That Warriors team and Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't know, like man. 20, this man played no, like 24 I... minutes off the bench and dropped like 32. And it's and that guy, Jordan Poole, man, he came out of the G League. He should be going for most improved player. He wasn't even in consideration right now. That team is ridiculous. Dude, I don't know, man. Gabe's, Gabe's selling me on the Celtics being the oh, scariest man. team he's ever okay. seen. He's saying He's no. saying they're scared. Scarier than the 2008 Celtics. We're talking about East Coast, man. We're talking about East Coast. I'm not talking about no West Coast. West Coast. So listen, Golden State, they're an amazing team. As far as like Golden State 2.0, they definitely had like their resurgence of like, yo, y'all, y'all were really good this year again. You know, after you know there was some yeah. clay out, whatever. Last they, year they was definitely had, a rebuilding. What happened to yeah. them? They skipped the rebuilding and they're right back in it. I don't know how yeah. they did it, but it's insane. Which is pretty People crazy. Got some nuggets. Yeah, I guess the Nuggets, which obviously, you know, Bro, Jokic. They have the Nuggets MVP. in shambles right now. Do you see yeah. your, your guy, Jokic? He got kicked out of the game. Two texts, yeah. arguing calls. He's They're in shambles. They're, they can't he put deserves. a stop. 
Listen, they can't put a stop to that Golden State offense. It was actually kind of oh, embarrassing. Hold up. Hold up. Wasn't I the only one that you guys were giving the Nuggets so much credit last week? And I was like, Golden State in no. six. And you guys are saying game seven. And I think Gabe even I, said Nuggets. I did call it. I did call No, I, I, I think said I called Golden Nuggets. And Gabe, Gabe, I'm pretty sure called Nuggets, and I was the only one that was giving the biggest hype towards the Golden State. I was like, they're going to come back about, hungry. You're, you're talking about the league MVP. You're talking about Jokic. League MVP probably wouldn't again because just based on statistically, Jokic oh, is yeah. an excellent player. I don't like Jokic personally because you know he he gave a concussion to my man Markeith Morris. Yeah, uh, he was out for like months, missed half the season because of the concussion. So I don't like I don't like Jokic, but he is an excellent player. Um, you saw him get ejected, and you see, you know, Draymond waving goodbye to uh, yeah. uh, waving goodbye to Jokic last night, uh, getting his second tech. Um, so I thought the series was going to be a lot closer. Uh, this is this, this is an exciting series, an exciting matchup. Um, Let's see if they can uh, and you know, back. and and Golden State, man, Golden State is on a thing. Here's the thing: when when it gets to the playoffs, like the hottest team is going to keep going forward towards you know they're going to keep marching forward. It's not whatever your regular season. That, you know, that kind of matters. You, you look at uh, as far as like injuries and how the team is playing. And Golden State is just on fire. Like this is Golden State 2.0. And, you know, seeing, you know, Jokic getting kicked out. Like Jokic, as yep. good as a player as he is, yep. bro, that guy's a hothead. That guy's a bully. He's a hothead. He's a menace. He, you know what I mean? Like you can get under his skin. And the fact that he got kicked out, yep. you know, I think this series is transitioning over to Golden State. And, I did and- predict – I. I may have predicted Nuggets in seven, but but right now, but, Golden State has the momentum. They have the momentum going forward. They definitely have the momentum, and it's up to the Nuggets. Honestly, if they go down 3-0 series over, there's obviously no question about it. They have to win at home. That first game is it. That's the series. That's the series right there. And, and the closest the game got, we were, looking, we were talking about analyze the post game, the last game that we had. The closest the game got was like in uh, the second the second quarter, like 257 left. That was the closest the game got. I mean, Ghost State just ran away. They they, they never oh, – I made bad prediction. They never got away with the score. <laughs> Ghost State just – they always had the lead, and they just kept running with the lead. So, Ghost State can do that to you, man. Ghost State, Ghost State is going to put up points. So. Ghost State is going to put up points. So, you got to you gotta be – you got to be focused to, to beat the Ghost State Warriors. So, um, it's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, they play tonight, I, I, I believe. Uh, they play – uh, at Denver, so we'll see how if, if there's home at game Denver, advantage going. They don't State play tonight. They play tomorrow. Oh, sorry, tomorrow. Sorry, I'm sorry. Tomorrow. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, can we talk about Dallas, Utah? Uh, it's an interesting series. Um, yo, Stephen A. went off on this Utah team, and I, I called it, guys. I, I I said, look, this Utah team is the same team we've seen the last three years. It. I don't think they're gonna make a deep run. Something always happens. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has to do too much for this team, and they they lost without playing against Luca. That says a lot. We said Luca's gonna make or break the series for Dallas, yeah. and he's not even yes. playing, and they still stole a game without him. So now imagine what happens when he comes back, yeah. and they have to play. I where was the series? It was it in Utah the first two games or Dallas? I think Utah was the higher seed, right? Well, yeah. Well, the next, yeah, Utah's higher. Seed. I think next is going to be at Utah. I think Dallas had the next. Next game is going to be at Utah. So yeah, Utah okay. has a higher seed. What do you think um, about that series? But yeah, I mean, 
We did say it. We did say that Luca. If Luca has a great game, Dallas is going to do good. If Luca is not there, Luca's not going to. Yeah, and they if he won disappears, without him. It's, uh, they stole, and yeah. they stole a game without him. That's the crazy thing. So I, I feel like going forward, like the entire regular season, we all know Utah, yeah, the Utah Jazz is uh, uh, one of the top teams, and like, like a regular season I, team. Yeah, I mean. I expect them to win the series, regardless. They should. I expect them to win the series. Um, but going forward, you know, I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, will they, will they repeat? Now, Luca's coming back. Will will uh, Utah fend off the Dallas Mavericks? I kind of expect the Utah Jazz still to win the series, but we'll see. We'll see tomorrow because they play tomorrow. Um, last game, Memphis, Minnesota. Do you want to talk about Memphis, Minnesota? We're talking about John. Yeah, Marat we can talk about that versus. Um, um, upset. Pat Bev, the upset well, yeah, they did split. T Wolves, yeah, they split um the first two games in, in Memphis there. T Wolves stole the game the first game. Uh John Morant, uh, I love the confidence, young player. I, I think he's talking to talk too early right now. Uh if you saw him after that, um the second game when they won, as they were supposed to win. It was actually they won by a good margin there, so I'd expect that. Um but hey man, series not over, buddy. I know you're young, you're excited. He he said he wants all the smoke, but it, it's gonna be a lot tougher than you think, right? Uh, T Wolves are there to play. They're they're not gonna just roll over and let y'all win. They already stole the game at home. Um, well, in your home court. Now they're going back to, to Minnesota where you gotta fight off two games there. Um obviously Memphis still the favorites. Um I expect a split in these next two games. I don't think wow. Memphis is gonna win is gonna win two games in a row. Wow. I don't see it. You're the- don't see wow. it. Okay. I Here, expect- I will say to JoJo's point, I mean, this is like their first like playoff series as this team. So. Well, they were in the playoffs last maybe. year. They're, they're, uh, so they were in the play-in, the weren't they? During the bubble. They were, they were the underdog during the bubble. Um, but they were they were a team on the rise. Like, you know, yeah, no, for uh, sure. They were a play-in team last I year. I expect though, them to win the series. Yeah, I, I think so. – um, Going forward, like I do like the Memphis Grizzlies. I have, have liked them since the bubble, whatever. Uh, I do like John Morant. Um, but you want to talk about underdog stories? The Timberwolves are the underdog stories. Like the way they celebrated, you would have yeah. thought they won the finals. Uh, you know, last week, <laughs> looking they, like they, the Clippers. They, <laughs> they, they did. did. They though. did win the I thought, I thought they, I thought they won the they won the playing cup. They won the so, playing you know, trophy. The most dangerous team to play is a team that got nothing to lose. And the Timberwolves, they already won and the that is the definition of the team <laughs> right now. They don't have anything to lose. They have nothing, they have nothing to prove, nothing to lose. They have no, nothing. Bro, I don't even know who I don't even know who's on that team. Like oh, you got Cat, Pat Bev. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So, you know, they, they got a little team. They got a little you're team. Sound, you're just saying, saying names to me at that. They, they they have they have names. They have you know. I'm not saying they're gonna go deep in the playoffs. Gabe, you have a name. What I'm saying is, I do have a name. <laughs> Are you part um, of the Timberwolves? <laughs> I still like I still like Memphis Grizzlies. I still like the Grizzlies, bro. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a John John Morant is the future, bro. John Morant is the truth. Have you seen him? He's like a young Dwayne Wade. Um. So Damn, as far as the series, young Dwayne I still, Wade. I still like. I still expect the Grizzlies to pull it out. I know they split. Uh, they should. Jojo says Jojo says they're not going to win twice in a row, but I, I think the Grizzlies can pull it out. Jojo said Minnesota in seven. 
Did not. Uh, <laughs> I swear I heard that. I Did swear not. I heard judges say Memphis, Minnesota Memphis, at seven. Memphis is winning the series, but they're going to split these next two games with Minnesota. Memphis and Minnesota, man, they're just not going to walk. Walk. Me- Memphis, Memphis and what? Memphis and six. I said Memphis and six, but six. you know what? Memphis and, Memphis six. and six. That sounds good. <laughs> but you know six. what? Memphis and six. I was, I was thinking about seven. I was like, no, nah, Memphis and six. Memphis should win. Memphis needs to win because the Timberwolves in a- Minnesota and five. Yeah. According to Gabe, according to Gabe, they got names. That is very <laughs> true. They do have names. They got names. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> What I already things? dropped my bona fides. Well, Julian, you need to do research and go search up who's on his Minnesota team. Wow, I'm doing my research on the Minnesota right, team. Go, go do some research on that. Anyways, team. and with that said, I, I think I, that's a good point yes, to leave off. That's a good point to end off on. Next time we come back, Julian's going to do his research. He's going to research the team. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back with a Kevin Garnett Timberwolves jersey on. Why? Don't play his rookie card, bro. That's hey, a good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. Uh, what is it? Uh, 48? We're at 48 already? My God, 48. <laughs> we appreciate y'all downloading. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Apple, uh, any podcast, anywhere you can get podcasts. That's where we are. Real Fans Podcast. JoJo, where else can we find us? Where, where, where can the people find us? All right, we're doing some fast food chains. You can find us Wendy's, McDonald's. Popeye. Value menu. Chick-fil-A, but not on Sundays. All right. <laughs> I <really know. laughs> That's football days. <laughs> like I said, we appreciate y'all checking us out. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for viewing us. We'll be back next week. More NBA news, NFL, NHL, whatever's going on in sports. MLB. We'll be here. Real Fan Podcast. We appreciate More MLB y'all. talk next episode. Definitely. And draft. Draft. Peace. Mm.